Welcome to the Readerly Report. Your hosts are Gail Weiswasser and Nicole Bonilla. We hope you will enjoy our candid book conversations, recommendations, and observations on the reading life. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to another edition of the Readerly Report. Today, Gail and I are coming to you with a few book updates, some bookstore updates, I guess some reading life updates. I know this week with Halloween and just like family visits and meeting up with friends, I have not had a whole bunch of time for reading. So maybe Gail will have a couple of updates, but um, I'm in the middle of a few things that I'll mostly talk about, I think. I don't know, Gail, how have you fared since our last updates? You know, I'm mired in nonfiction. (laughs) This is what (laughs) happens to me when I try to read and listen to too much nonfiction at one time is it, I just feel like I get kind of slow, but yeah, I mean, I've finished almost two books and I've started a third. So I have a little to talk about and oddly the two nonfictions are by the same person. Interesting. So it's just how it worked out, like library due dates. Oh, okay. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I forget yeah. you're ruled by the library. Yes. Uh, okay. So what two books? I'm so curious. Like what two books did you get caught up with? So, okay. So I started this book called Exit Interview by Christy Coulter, which I believe was one of the books that I brought up in our fall preview. And it is about the author's I think like 15 years, maybe more. I haven't gotten to the end, so I'm not sure how long. The amount of time that she spent working at Amazon. So it's one of my, you know, favorite micro genres, which is workplace memoirs, which I love. And it's all about her experience there. But when I started reading it, I realized that she had written a book of essays called Nothing Good Can Come of This about being an alcoholic. And Essays was one of my reading challenge categories that I hadn't gotten to yet. So I put the request in for the book, Nothing Good Could Come of This, and I got it from the library. And it too, I was on a short, like each of these was like a three-week rent loan because I couldn't renew it because it's got holds. So then I started listening to Nothing Good Can Come of This. And then I, so I finished that and now I'm back to exit interview, which I'm doing kind of a read-listen combo on. So it's strange that I would read two nonfiction books by the same author at the same time, but that's just how it worked out due to reading challenge and library due dates. And what's strange is that the two books have merged in my mind a lot, because even though the one about alcoholism is a different topic than the one about Amazon, there she shares some <laughs> of the same anecdotes and the t- those times in her life overlapped. I mean, she was when she got sober, she was still working at Amazon, but for a big chunk of her time while she was there, she was drinking. So, and because I did them both on audio and I'm listening to her voice, it's some, it's a little bit, been a little hard for me to distinguish them in my mind, but I do like them. And I like the Amazon book, I think a little better because it's got a little bit more of a narrative structure to it. Whereas the essays, uh, sort of the way essays are kind of jump around a little bit and they're a little more random and, you know, they don't really follow like a plot. Whereas the Amazon one goes chronologically through her time at Amazon. And that certainly makes a little bit more sense. But I liked them both. I like her writing style. She's very clear and funny and smart and sort of self-deprecating, but then also at the same time, you know, confident. And, um, you know, she, she realizes that she's smart and worthwhile and has a lot of good things to say. Um, so I, 
I'm glad that I read both of them. I just do find that when I don't have any fiction going on, like my reading tends to slow down a lot. Interesting. Fiction yeah. is the driver. Fiction is definitely um, the driver for me. Yeah. No question. You tend to have a mix going at the same time. Like you listen to, you rarely listen to or are reading two fiction books at the same time in print, right? Like you'll listen to one on audio. Yes, and then I read one in print frequently. Yeah, so it's but not kind of read both. I can, sometimes I do if I'm in a crunch. Like right now, the book is overdue, and the library is starting to send me these automated messages saying they're going to charge it to my account, which I don't think they will. It's really only like three weeks overdue. It's not like it wasn't due in like July, or right? I mean, it was just it was due sometime in October. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's that bad. But I'm feeling this pressure to get it done. So right now, I'm doing I'm doing both. But I think I'm going to actually just go ahead and return the book and just finish it in audio. Like it's, this is a window into my very odd, like neurotic book mind. (laughs) I was just thinking, I just love your library stories. The the (laughs) push and pull with the library. (laughs) I know the machinations I go through to try not to have overdue books. And then like in the middle of all of this, I started another audio book because, okay, here's another complaint I have. I'm going to go on a little rant about Scribd. So I pay like, I don't know, 14 bucks a month for Scribd and it's supposed to be unlimited. So I finished an audiobook, and then I wanted to listen to exit interview. And I was very pleased to see that I had, they had exit interview on audio because they don't have it always have what I want. And then they like throttled my membership and they said, I couldn't have it until November 2nd. They're like, you've, you've got, you know, too much out on your account, but it, I had listened to like one book. I don't, it's not like I had you know, loads of sit downloads saved. It was very strange. And I get that exit interview must be a new release so that they, you know, will only give you a certain number of new releases, but I, I wasn't anywhere near it. And I was really frustrated with script because I'm like, I'm paying all this money to a not have a, a model that requires credits because I don't like that. And so I couldn't actually start listening to this again on audio or listen to it on audio period until like two days ago, which we're recording. What time? What day is it right now? We're recording on the, the fifth, fourth. I think, fourth. So two days ago. So in the meantime, I had to start another audiobook. Oh my god, this is so much more detail than anyone needs. But <laughs> I started another audiobook because you I couldn't started, get the one that you wanted. I couldn't get the one I wanted. I'd finished the essays, but I couldn't get exit interview, so I started another one. And then when the second rolled around, I was like, oh well, I guess I better get exit now. Interview. Leapfrog the other book and listen to exit interview. So the book that started in the media in the meantime was one of the first, maybe Gabrielle Zevin books. So, which I had never read that's been on my shelf forever. It's called Young Jane Young. Did you ever read that? No, but I, I, that sounds familiar. Yeah. So I started listening to that on audio, which was narrated by our old friend, Karen White. And so I've been like this, this like weird little, like hodgepodge of audiobooks, print. And then I've been like shifting around and, you know, it's, method to the madness, but it's been a madness. So So I have um, to admit, I've developed a little bit of a library habit and I blame you and my aunt. She wanted to get one of the Janet Ivankovich books and, you know, they're like these short mysteries. She has an entire series and I went to the library with her to get, to take it out. And I kind of like rediscovered the library. I have 5 million things out. (laughs) It's, It's out of control. I fully support that. (laughs) So between shopping at my 
local bookstore, you know, because Three Lives is my neighborhood bookstore, mm-hmm. and getting things out of the library. Plus, I usually use the library just almost solely for if I wanted to get an ebook or audiobook to read along with something that I have with print. Because, you know, like sometimes with my commute, it's really short and I don't want to carry a heavy book. So I will read it on my Kindle just on like, you know, the 10 minutes that I'm on the subway. So I have all of these, like I have, I don't know, just kind of like you said, just like this odd collection of books that I'm juggling and things from different places. And also what I really love about the library is because I am still like figuring out my apartment, figuring out my layout. So they, you can get out all these home books, you know, that teach you things. So I've been rediscovering the library and that was like Mm -hmm. big in my childhood. So it, it, it's giving me those vibes of just the unlimitedness and all the stories and all the different things that you can learn. It's been really exciting. I'm so glad. I love to take a little credit for that. (laughs) So, okay, that's my very convoluted answer to the question of what am I reading? Um, and I guess I'll just, I'll, I'll just finish it off and, you know, tie off the subject by saying that I really like Exit Interview. It's very eye-opening about Amazon, especially the earlier days of Amazon. It's really infuriating in many ways, just how she's treated as a woman and the type of environment that Amazon was and potentially still is. And it falls very much into like my genre that I really like of getting a glimpse into someone else's job and career. I just wish for it was not taking me so long to get through it. I'm not blaming the author for that. It's probably just the fact that it's nonfiction, which is always slower for me. So what about you? I find it easy to get distracted from nonfiction and it sends me down a rabbit hole in terms of mentioning stuff that is also interesting or if it references another book that I then have to go and look up and see what it's about. I mean, I love that. I like equal parts love that and, and hate that. <laughs> right. Because then I end up in the middle of a lot, a lot, a lot of books. So in terms of fiction right now, I don't know if I had mentioned to you like sometime over the summer, this newsletter that I followed mentioned that, you know, she, she has a book club and it was meeting in my neighborhood, which seems serendipitous because I'm like between book clubs and sometimes just don't want to go far. So it was appealing that it was in the West Village. And so I started going to that book club, even though I need like another requirement for reading. Like I need, I don't know, more books. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so this month's book is called Hula by Jasmine Iolani Hakes. And it is about, it's about this family who over the years has kept hula hula dancing alive in Hawaii. And so it's about this young woman who it's kind of died out in the community. Just she gets a lot into like the political setup um, with England coming in or more tourism coming in basically and starting to set the priorities of Hawaii and, you know, like why it was banned as, as the culture became more Westernized and, you know, I guess missionaries, converted a lot of the population to Christianity, but it's about kind of bringing it back. And this one young woman who decides that she's going to pick up a tradition that seems rather fraught with her mother and grandmother, like the experiences that they've had with it. Her mom is really not supportive and it's so good. And it's a book I haven't even, I hadn't heard of this book. And I just love when I run into things that 
turn out to be really good and interesting that I would not have thought of. And it came out, I think, in March of 2023. When I looked it up, it was on a bunch of different lists, then I just missed them all. So that's one thing. And then one of my Kindle reads that I'm reading really slowly is Patrick Radden Keefe's book about the opioid crisis. So I'm really liking that. I'm only 54 pages into it, but it's kind of like getting into the history of the family and how they never really associated their names with any of their companies, which is kind of why they were able to get a pass and fly under the radar. So it's early days in that, but Patrick Keith, Patrick Ratten Keith wrote another book that I wrote that I loved, Say Nothing. So I really like his work. And so that book is called Empire of Pain, The Secret History of the Sackler Dynasty. And it won the Goodreads Choice Award for Best History and Biography back in 2021. So that's another thing that's kind of, that's like bubbling in the background. And then I'm reading Unsettled, The Unsettled by Ayana Mathis, which was on my fall preview list, which I'm really enjoying. So it looks like I'm about halfway through right now, and I'm hoping to get into good reading time um, the remainder of this weekend because I've been on the go. That's, you've got heavy reading. Got some light in there. <laughs> yeah. there. I mean, I was trying to reread, like the rare reread for me, because I read A Court of Thorn and Roses when it first came out, but they've since finished the books. And it's a, it's a Beauty and the Beast retelling mixed with like fae history. So it unfolds over several books. I think the first book was most like the Beauty and the Beast story, and I'm not sure how the series ends. So I don't know. Beauty and the Beast was kind of a heavy story too. So I can't say that it's much lighter there, but there was a long time when I wasn't reading anything heavy. So now I guess I'm back a little bit. Okay. How are you doing on sort of your reading challenge, reading goal? (laughs) (laughs) I always think that I'm going to be probably you know, I have no way of accurately judging because I'm in the middle of finishing or close to finishing so many things that I've kind of been juggling or whatever, for whatever reason. So I feel like I might be okay with it, but it it looks like I'm like 15 books behind. <laughs> <laughs> I think I and, too. and I guess two months, you know, is not a lot, but I'm not really worried about it. Like I do so much research reading for, you know, like human design stuff that I'm doing. So like that just it's not like I'm not reading. I'm just like not reading anything that I would necessarily capture in this kind of thing. And I don't think I was thinking about that when I set my goal, but whatever. What about you? Let's see. Well, I'm way behind. There's no way I'm going to reach my goal. Let's see. As I am right now, as far as books I have reviewed and posted on Goodreads, I'm at 48 books and I was going to try to get to 70. So I'm way behind, but I have, it doesn't include one that I've finished and one that I'm almost finished. So I'm, let's, let's just say for purposes of this, Ten I'm books. at 50. Yeah. So I'm, I'm at, I'm at 50, which means I'm eight books behind schedule. There's no way I'm going to get to 70 by the end of December. I mean, unless I just am extremely like, deliberate in what I read and pick only short and very compelling books from now until the end of the year. <laughs> I guess it could happen. It's it probably could happen. You could do that. I mean, if I were like on vacation, but I'm working, so I, I feel like 
it's just, I don't know. It's probably not going to happen, but I, I guess I'm not going to, I'm not ready to just completely say no. Well, it's not over until December 31st. That is true. <laughs> At 11.59 PM. That is true. So there's, uh, you're right. So, I mean, that's, you know, stretch goal is always good to have. So that's where I am with the reading challenge. And then with my blog reading challenge, the every day I write the, write the book reading challenge, I am, let's see, I think I now am just down to three more categories and all three of them are the same category, which is book from your bookshelf. So that's going to be very easy because I try to define that as like, basically, I just try to find that as backlist that I have in the house. But I suppose it could be something I've, you know, picked up earlier this year. That's just sitting here. I have here. to look at that spreadsheet. I want to see if, if I naturally finished the challenge. Oh, I'd be so interested. So if it just sort of fit the grooves. Yeah. I mean, I it was a pretty easy challenge this year. It's like three books that were recommended by friends, three books from your bookshelf. And then I think it was a debut, a memoir, a book on a subject you love, a book by an author you love, essays, which is what I had ju- what I just finished. And a book everyone else has read. Maybe that was it. Here I can pull you have it to up. Put me on the spreadsheet. Are you not on it? I copy your name over every year. You probably just haven't updated it. I just you're yeah. There. You're on there. Yeah, you just don't have any books there. So let's yeah, three books from my bookshelf, three book recs from a friend, nonfiction. Oh, memoir. Yeah, I think I said that. Essays, nonfiction on a topic of interest, which the exit interview will fit that one as well as memoir. Oh, book with an amazing cover forgot about that one book everyone has read and book by an author you love so they're pretty easy my guess is that you have fulfilled the majority of these right because i just picked up roman stories by jumpa lahiri which i think it was on my list but a friend said that she read it and recommended it so that's one if i read it (laughs) just have to read it now right that would fit a bunch of categories for you that would be book rec from a friend, probably nonfiction. Isn't that about translation or the, or is it short stories? No, this is short stories that she actually translated herself. Okay. So that could be book by an author you love. Right. Are you allowed to double dip? No, you're not. Okay. But like, I, I just have, but it gives you choice. It makes you, categories. it makes it flexible yeah. mm-hmm. to finish. Right. So I have books that fit multiple categories. And then I, as long as I have a, a distinct book in each category, then I, then it's fine. Okay. So do you have a bookstore update for us? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's nothing dramatic, except that we are very, my partner and I are very actively looking for a location. We have, we actually met with, there's one location we really like, and we met with the owners of that location yesterday because they are, the rent that they're asking is too high for what we can pay. So what we're trying to do is sort of be like, meet us and hear our story and hear our, you know, all of our compelling reasons for why we want to open an independent bookstore. So if we could get these guys to a place that we, that they're comfortable and we're comfortable, like they're comfortable with kind of the risk they're taking with an unproven partner, two unproven women opening a bookstore with a a business model that is not always like, it's not that every bookstore survives. I mean, I feel confident that in the location we're looking at that this bookstore would survive, but it's, it is, you definitely hear of bookstores that don't. Right. So if we can get to a place where we're each, they're comfortable with us and we feel like we can afford the rent, then this would be a great spot. We have some other places that are not, you know, not as advantageous. Either the location's not as great or the layout of the store is not as great or the condition of the location isn't that great. So it's just super frustrating to be really, really rare and ready to go and to not be able to find the right place to do it. Right. Because that's the only thing holding us back at this point. 
in itself is exciting because I think you were exploring for a while and it was still kind of, this seems like we're a go. This is a go. It, it is a go. If we have, once we have a location, it's an right. absolute go, you know? So my partner that I'm doing this with, she is actually going to be leaving her job. Like she, you know, she wasn't sure she was going to, she always knew she wanted to leave her job and do this, but the, an opportunity came up where she can get a buyout. And so she's going to take the buyout. So that's, great because it lessens some of the financial risk for her. And now she doesn't have to be secretive about it anymore because before she had to be secretive right? that she wanted to do this. But now she, you know, once she's gone on record as saying she's going to take the buyout, she's going to leave at the end of the year, then, you know, she can start being more public about this. And I'm doing consulting work so that I have some flexibility that if, and when we sign a lease that, you know, I, can, can kind can of adjust your schedule. Yeah, I can do a couple of months more of the consulting work and then I could leave and do the bookstore full time. So as long as I can keep that going, this, you know, it's working out okay right now. I want a little table with my recommendations. Oh my God, for <laughs> sure. Or a shelf. I'm getting yes. a shelf. It'll be like Ooh. my podcast co my co podcast host shelf. And yeah, just be the, you, you be the curate it. report. Yeah, so readerly fun. report shelf. Yep, we'll definitely do that. That sounds really good. And we'll just have to refresh it or we'll have our listeners do it. You know, they can write in with recommendations. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to do this. Like I just daydream about it all day long. Oh, that's so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. So you'll have to come down for the launch whenever that is. (laughs) Hopefully that will be next year. Sometime. Yeah. (laughs) So that is my life update. Do you have any other life updates to share on the show today? I am in the middle of my own launch. Like I want to do a human design newsletter because I've been like really interested in that and have probably been intensely studying and doing research for the last three years. So I feel like I want a place to have an outlet for some of that. So that's exciting. And I've been seeing clients and kind of expanding with that. So that's been fun. So I think with what we both have going on, you know, like I've completed 40 books this year. I mean, I think we're doing okay in terms of our reading goals because there's there's a lot cooking behind the scenes. Yeah, that's true. There's definitely a lot cooking behind the scenes. And sometimes it's, you know, hard to remember that when I look around at like, you know, how much other book podcasters are, or other book bookstagrammers are reading. And I feel like, oh my God, like I'm like at a third of where they are. I always compare myself to myself back in those days when I could, those years when I could read 160 books a year. So 40 is a fractional amount, but like I said, I've, you know, what I classify as reading for Goodreads is, is different. So it's not like I'm reading less. I'm just reading different things. Yeah. Like things that probably people on the podcast would not be be interested in me reporting on. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. I wanted to mention that there's a TV adaptation that just came out that just started, which is All the Light We Cannot See. And I haven't started it. I did look at a trailer and I've heard other people say that they thought it was really good. So have you looked at that? Is that something you might check out? Like, you did read the book, right? I think we talked about this. We both many read times. the book. We didn't love it as much as everyone else did. And now I don't really remember a lot of why, I, you know, I don't re- remember the details of it. Yeah. So I feel like I, I could watch it, but I, I'm always so curious to compare it to something like Black Cake. 
is on Hulu, and that's also a book adaptation. I think her name is Charmaine. Yeah. Uh, some Wilkerson, I want to yeah. say it is. I think that's right. So there's some things around there too. And this is how I start going down Charmaine Wilkerson. Yes, that's right. When I start going down a rabbit hole, because like, I want to watch that show. I want to read it, you know, same with lessons in chemistry. You said you read that. You didn't really love it, right? I did not. No, I just, I know I'm in the minority, but I did not. What was it about it again? That I didn't like? Yeah. (sighs) I don't know. I just thought it was just not interesting. Just didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I watched the first episode and you know, it was okay. Did you read the book or no? I have, I didn't read the book. I had the book. I feel like I had an E advanced copy, an advanced E copy, which I just never have. I just never, I don't know, you know, me and eBooks, like it's totally hit or miss. So I think I had started reading a little bit of it, but it wasn't anything that made me want to put everything down and devote my time to it. You know, it could be just because I'm really early stages. You know, but the episode I watched seemed fine. I, I don't know. I, I go back and forth with like, sometimes TV is more interesting to me than at others. And Right now, when I do have time, like reading is just much more compelling. But I do have these lists kind of per. And I had started the other black girl, and that didn't really hold my attention. Mm. But but did you say you're going to watch it? I don't think so. I did not really like the book that much. Wait, which one of the other black girl? All the light we cannot see. Oh, all the light. Is this a movie or is it a series? It's a series. Okay. There I always are, do much better with series. Like I will sit and watch a 10 hour series, but I can't watch a two hour movie. It's so I know. weird. I, know, I, I think totally that the, the, the investment, you know, I can invest an hour, like, cause I just like, I can walk away, but I feel like with a movie, I'm just in for, it makes absolutely no sense, but that's my reasoning. No, I get it. It just seems like less of a commitment and like, really enjoying it. And then you want to do that next hour. Right, right. If you're into it, and then it's like something fun to look forward to. But yeah, I totally get that. As far as this particular series goes, I'm a little iffy, because there were some scenes and images from the book that I feel like haunt me now. And I must have read that book 10 years ago. And the type of thing that I'm like, do I really want to have those confirmed in front of my eyes. You know what I mean? Like they were bad enough when they were just in my yeah. imagination. Right. And I, yeah, there's th- some Nazi stuff, some concentration camp stuff that I just, I like I, and maybe I would know when they were coming and be able to fast forward, but I, it just, it's still, I'm a little nervous because it was just, there were brutal parts of that book. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Well, interesting. Okay. So, that's on Apple TV, right? I'm not sure. Did you say? Okay. I can't remember. Yeah. Sorry, folks. You have to look it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't remember either. There's so many channels now that stuff comes on that I it's just hard. Sometimes I just literally have to sit and look something up. You know, just Google to find out what channel it's on. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, because you can go on IMDb usually and it'll tell you which streaming platform it's on. All right. Well, I think that's all she read. Maybe by next week. Oh, can I mention one more funny thing? Sure. 
people who have TikTok, there's a really funny account that, okay, oh, that's so funny. I just opened TikTok and it was the first thing on my For You page. So they know I like it. <laughs> Steph reads a lot. And I don't know if you follow that account on TikTok or if she's on Instagram. I always catch her on TikTok. But she does these wordless book reviews where she basically takes a stack of books and then she takes one book out. That was so weird that TikTok just literally read my mind that I, this is why TikTok is like so unbelievably addictive because it's clearly in my head that I opened my phone to get the name of this account and it popped right up as the first <laughs> So she reads, she does, she takes a stack of books and then she'll show the book. And then instead of saying anything, she'll just use her facial expressions, let you know whether she liked it or not and like how much she liked it or what, you know, what she thought of it. And it's very, it's very funny. And then she'll like, sometimes she takes the book. I've seen her take a book and rip it in half. I've seen her throw it. I've seen her like clutch it to her chest, like, cause she just can't, you know, get enough of it. So it's just very funny. And Jody Pico, like, like, uh, you know, shared whatever it's called when they do, when TikTok, like did a side by side of her. Like, it just was very funny. Oh, like a remix so, kind of thing? Yeah. So if you're interested, it's Steph Reads A Lot, and that's S-T-E-P-H. And um, she's just very funny. So I recommend it. Nice. All right. Well, that's all we have for this week. So we will be back in two weeks, hopefully, with some more <laughs> some more books we've finished. But if not, we'll find something else to talk about. We always do. We, we always never do. think the show is going to be that long. <laughs> Right. And that was our, this was over half an hour. So until next time, happy reading. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Readerly Report. You can find all of our shows on iTunes or at thereaderlyreport.com. Please join our Facebook group, Readerly Report Readers, where you can talk to other listeners about their reading life. You can also find Nicole at nicolebonia.com and me, Gail, at everydayiwritethebookblog.com. Finally, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes and told your book-loving friends about us. Thanks.